Lord is good. And his mercy endures forever. Whom the Lord has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. Well, you may look at one another and say, that's you and I, and you may be seated. Praise God. Well, again, this morning we are in week three, starting week three in faith in our redemption. Now, let's go, let's make sure we put our uh, foundation scriptures up, some of the foundation scripture for our lesson of teaching in 2022 of September up to 2023 of September this year, which is the Jewish calendar year that we're putting major emphasis upon the word faith, okay? Faith belongs to us, okay? But why, why are we putting, put this up there for me, word, uh, 1 John 5, 4, why are we putting major emphasis on the word faith? Because faith is the only currency whereby you can receive what grace have radically made, okay? There's no other currency whereby you can receive from God. There's no other, na- no other name or no other way that you can be saved by, uh, by faith. Amen? It's, it's by faith, okay, and by faith only, okay? It's just like you're saved by what? Grace. And grace what? Only. But we know it, when we say only, it's because it's what God did. Amen. But when we add faith, it is because we believe what we heard and what God did, that's why, we are, that's why we quote the Apostles' Creed. Can you see that? Why? Because our salvation came through uh, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Okay? And so here in 1 John 5, 4, he said, For whatsoever is born of God, notice this, overcome the world. So because you're already born again, guess what? You already overcome the world system. Okay, and it said, this is the victory that overcome. What is that? Our faith. So you already have the faith of Christ to do what? To overcome this world system. Okay, that's why Jesus said, repent for what? The kingdom of God is at hand. John the Baptist says the same thing. Repent for the kingdom of God is near you or at hand. What was he saying? Repent, change your mind change your behavior, change your perception for what a new way of thinking has now come about. That's what forgiveness is. It's the word metanoia. So when we talk about forgiveness of sin, that means, hey, there's a new way of looking. There's a new way of thinking. There's a new perception of looking at life. Amen? Jesus is the king. We have access to the kingdom of God through the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. Can y'all say amen? Amen. 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 All right. So, uh, Ephesians 2.8, uh, worry. And notice that in Ephesians 2.8, it says, for by grace are you saved. Amen. Is that right? Amen. And notice how you are saved. For by grace are you saved, but notice how does it come? Come where? It comes through faith. Amen? And notice it's not of yourselves. It's what? The gift of God. So if you treat everything that you and I have as a gift from God, you're going to be okay. Because when it's a gift, it's not something you did to what? Earn. If you could earn it, then it's not a gift. 
You ain't got to work for it. But in the kingdom of God, none of your works, you will never get to the place that you will ever earn anything good from God. Are you getting this? Yeah. So see what he said, for by grace are you what? Saved. The word saved is an all-inclusive word. It's not just to save from sin, but it's also mean what? Deliverance. Hmm? It also means what? Healing. It also means what? Protection. And provision. So when you look at the word save, it's an all-inclusive word. So for by grace are you saved. Man, that means you are complete in him. That's Colossians 2, 9 and 10. You are complete in him. Are you getting this? You're not going to be. You already are. Because you receive salvation as a gift by faith. See, what you're doing, you're receiving something that's already, put it like this. If, uh, uh, if Sister Celeste say, all right, y'all, the food is ready. It's on the table. Come and eat. Well, what you going to do? You go, are you going to go in the kitchen and try to recook something? So what are you going to receive? What are you receiving? What well, she's already Prepare as a gift. Well, that's God's, God's way of doing it, his salvation plan. He said, receive me giving my only son to you as a gift. Don't add to it. Don't try to do anything to think that you can earn it because you won't. Okay? All right. That's, I want to take time and go through these, go through these scriptures again. Uh, Galatians chapter 5, I mean, not 5, I'm sorry, Galatians 2, and look at verse 20. These are our foundation scriptures for the year, but I keep bringing them back before you because I want you to be able to do what? To have them in your heart. To be able to do what? So that radical changes could take place in your soulish man, in your heart, in your mind, in your will, in your emotion. <coughs> Excuse me, in your emotion. Notice this. Paul said, I am what? Crucified with whom? Wow. That means I, I am put to death with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but who lives? Christ live where? In me, and notice this, who lives in me? Whoa. Now, this is going to be radical to y'all right here. Where does he live in you? In your spirit. He's not living with you in your flesh. Now, you can learn to grow and allow him to live through you by the Holy Spirit, but when he says Christ in me, that he said, but Christ liveth in me, he's talking about in your spirit. So when God, when God congregate with you and I or conversate, 
with you and I. He's conversating how? Spirit to spirit. Some of y'all thinking about that for a moment. <laughs> That's a new wrinkle on your brain. Because you're thinking God's going to talk to you through your behavior. Well, I was good this week, so God's going to talk to me. <laughs> huh? Is that right? That's not what the scripture says. And that's why people teach that mess. And that's what keeps people all mixed up in the head. That's not accurate. Hmm? I could go rob the bank to, today and get busted and have a shootout with the popo and die. A preacher, huh? Stealing the money at the bank, and then I have a shootout. Well, that old boy ain't going to heaven. Is that right? Y'all, some of y'all even know how to answer that. I don't know. I ain't answered that. I just gave y'all the answer. It's not my flesh that's going to heaven. It's spirit to spirit. My flesh going to go back to what it was made out of, dirt. But I'm going to have a new flesh, a new soul. Look, some of y'all don't even know how to handle it. Y'all just looking. Mm. <laughs> say, what you think about that? <laughs> it's going to be all right. No, but God, what does John 4.24 says? Anybody know what that's verse of scripture? What it says without turning to it? What does it say? You know it if I quote it. God is what? A spirit. And they that worship him, how? Must worship him where? No, spirit and flesh. See? So you already now know. God is always communicating with you through your spirit. That's why I keep putting these foundation scriptures. So he said, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live how? By the faith, see, of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So now my, 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 my mind, my will, my soul is going through a, 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 a constant change. That's what forgiveness is. I'm not teaching on it today, but, but that's what forgiveness is. It is, a, it is the change of one's mind, the change of one's perception, the change of one's understanding, a change of one's behavior. Why? Because you see a new truth. And now I can change my mind about this anger. I could change my mind about having this, taking this drug just to try to calm me. I can change my mind by taking this, this shot of Old Foster. They still make that. <laughs> my cousin used to drink Old Foster. Hallelujah. <laughs> Old boy was crazy as a Bessie book. We got born again. We, we, you know, we, 
We got born again. That's all I'm going to tell y'all. <laughs> so, notice this. He said, the life that I now live, I live by how? By the faith of the Son of God. Right? See, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, gradually, you begin to change. Gradually, you begin to adapt to the life source that's on the inside of you. Okay? I'm going to add this verse of scripture in that as one of the founding. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. Now, we haven't started talking about faith in our redemption, but all of these here are foundation of your faith in our redemption. So notice this. He said, be, <clears throat> oh, go back, um, Verse 13, for everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. The word unskillful means you're undeveloped. Huh? You're not ready. You're, you're, you know, can you imagine taking a, a physical baby, maybe one-year-old, and you're trying to put him at a table to eat? A Ruth Chris steak. He can't. He can't eat that. He gonna throw that away. This and that. Why? Because I don't want that. He want that milk from the mama, right? Why? Because notice this. It says for everyone that uses milk is unskillful. In the word of righteousness, meaning this, you have to grow, you are growing into learning how to walk in the word of righteousness of what you already have. So you already are the righteousness of God, but it takes the word to teach you to grow you up so that you're able to walk in the word of righteousness. You don't learn to walk in this righteousness all. That's why everything you have is a gift. But the church, discipleship, uh, online Bible school that we have, uh, uh, this is a Bible class right here, what is it? it's teaching you how to walk, how to live uh, in the word of righteousness. Notice what it said, for everyone that uses milk. Back up for a moment, uh, go to verse 12. Uh, he said, for when, the, for when the time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God, meaning we let them go. We slipped. We didn't. A lot of Christians never had foundation teaching where they won't go back, where they didn't make a, a quality decision that I'll never go back to that again because they have not been taught in a manner that will hold them. Okay? And notice this. He said, now become such as need of milk and not of strong meat. Strong meat just means solid food. You can't put solid food in the front of a baby. He's going to desire milk. Right? Yep. <coughs> Excuse me. Solid meat or solid, yeah, solid meat or strong meat belongs to those are 
who are mature in the word of righteousness. So what is that simply saying? Go to the next verse, uh, uh, Warren. For everyone that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Meaning this, all of us who were born again, when we first got saved, we were all unskillful, undeveloped. Not in your spirit, but in your soul. In your will, in your emotion. Because what you already had a set of laws working in your in your emotion, in your will, in your in your uh, uh, in your emotion, and we carry that out. So until the word grows up inside of us, until we sit in the presence of understanding the word, feeding on the word, then the Holy Spirit is the one that's orchestrating change. Developing, he's the one that's strengthening your inner man, he's the one that's giving light source to do what to change your behavior, to change your way of thinking, to change your perception. When you hear the truth of the gospel, the Holy Spirit only function only bring about change when the truth is being taught about the one who he represents. The, the Holy Spirit is just as much as God as it is with Jesus. He's the third part of the Godhead. And he is here to do what? He's here to help develop our inner man. Okay? Now, go to verse 14, uh, Warren. He said, but strong meat belonging to them that are full age. Full age don't mean, you know, 60, 70. No, full age could be a person going to heard the gospel at 10 years old and man when they got 20 years old man they got dead full age because they have the proper foundation they have the proper understanding the pro they never let it go they continue to progress in the things of the king they continue to stay with the word hearing the word feeding on the word they, are, they continue to make the changes that need to be made in attitude in behavior can you see that that's what metanoia means. It's a change of one mindset. That's why Jesus said, repent. For the kingdom of God is near you. That's why John came out pre uh, pre preaching what? Repent. Why? Because there's a kingdom. The kingdom of God is near you, meaning that you, now you need to learn how to change your mind and how what you think toward God. That's what he's talking about. How many understood what I just said? Okay? Now, watch this. So did we go to uh, verse 15? Uh, no, right here. He said, see, but strong meat belonging to those that are full age, even those by reason, reason, by reason of have what? Their, their senses what? Exercise. See, you, you see what I'm saying? That's what you're doing right here. Our senses are learning to be exercised, discerning both good and evil. According to the word of God. You're going to do that in yourself. Right? None of us will. You already got a set way of how you think. You got a set way of how you're going to behave. You know, whether, you talk, whether it be about politics, whether it be about relationship, whether it be about whatever. You already have a mindset how you think and how you're going to speak. Until you hear the truth. You know, you have a mindset about religion, about church. 
I mean, just think about it. You know, you probably were born, you know, I was born a Baptist. You know, you know, got baptized at 11 years old. Didn't know nothing about salvation. But my baptism was a part of joining the church. Are you understand what I'm saying? Nothing changed on me but the condition of my clothing. I went down dry center, came up a wet one. Amen. Now, is water baptism important? Yeah. But it should, the water baptism is based upon the fellowship, the relationship that you have with God. You got born again. So the, out, the, the water baptism is an outward symbol of showing that, hey, that person has been converted. That's why when at a baptism, you invite your friends, you invite your family, because what do you do? You're inviting them to the death of that person is gone. When you were when you were raised up out of that water, you were born anew. You what the similar the sim, it is symbolizing you were born anew. That's the water was a symbolization of what spiritually took place in your spirit. And then from this moment on, you're living out your Christian life by faith. Will you make mistakes? Yeah. Will you say the wrong thing? Yeah. But then guess what? Now you have the Holy Spirit there that's helping you to catch them words, catching that attitude, catching that way of thinking. Are you following me? And you obey according. Notice this. Your obedience is not based on someone else. My obedience is by the faith of Christ. Okay? Now, let me give you one other verse of scripture and then I'll uh, uh, go to Romans chapter 6 and look at verse 6.16. Romans 6.16. Let's look at that for a moment. It says what? Know you not? To whom what? You yield yourself what? Servant to obey whose servant you become. His servant are you. It said servant. It didn't mean it doesn't mean that you gave your life, but you become you can become the servant of evil. Just like you can become the servant of good. Look, his servant you are to whom you obey. Whether sin of death unto death or what? Obedient unto righteousness. See, your obedience is unto righteousness. Unto righteousness means righteousness is a gift. Righteousness, you know, I was made righteous. So my obedience is based upon what Jesus did. Amen? And not what I do. Can y'all see that? Okay. All right. Now, let's go to Romans chapter 5, and let's start. And look at verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, <coughs> what happened? Sin did what? How, what sin was it that entered into the world? It said by one man's sin, by, as by one man's sin entered into the world. What sin was that? Darkness, 
And another way of saying, we know it's darkness or what? Spiritual death. Okay? That is important. That you, that's another thing that, that the church don't talk a lot about. Spiritual death and spiritual life. All right? But let me show you something. Uh, 1 John chapter 3. 1 John 3, 14. Notice this. It says, we know that we pass from what? Death. That means spiritual death unto what? Spiritual life. Because what? We love the brethren. See, you can only love this kind of love once you have passed from one spiritual death unto spiritual life. Okay? Go back up to verse 10. Uh, worry. He said, in this, well, let's see. Shatalapakasta. Verse 9. <laughs> Verse 9. Now, this is going to be another wrinkle to your brain, too. <laughs> Whosoever is born of God does not what? Oh. Now, I didn't say that. That's in the Bible. Somebody will say, that's heresy. No, I didn't say that. That's you see that? <coughs> Excuse me. So what did it say? Whosoever is what? Come on, talk to me, class. Whosoever is what? Born of God does what? Why? Why does he not commit sin? I got some tea right here. Thank you. Yeah. I, I would take some water. Yeah, I would take a water. So whosoever is born of God does what? They don't commit sin. Why? Because what? He's he spirit. He is spirit to spirit. It's your spirit that doesn't sin. You're born of God. Look, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. It's talking about his born again spirit. It's not talking about your soulish man. It's not talking about your body because you know that's not true. But you got to identify what it is. All right? He said, for his seed remaineth where? In him. And he cannot sin. Whoa. So that's another thing that throws the church. Because they can't identify that man is threefold. Thank you, sir. They can't identify man is threefold. It's not your spirit that does the sinning. It is out of your soul, out of your emotion. Hmm? Any question on this before we move on? You must settle this in your own spirit, in your own heart and mind. Yes. So this verse right here is representing our, our spirit, man. Well, it, it could be both. The soul, it could be both. Whether it be 
the soul, it, it would give you the option. I can do bad if I choose, and I can do good. It's just telling you to whom you yield yourself servant, his servant you become. Why? Because I yield myself to the way the thought came. I hate that helper. And you came out and say, helper, I hate you. Huh? You know that fighting word, right? Well, what make a person say that? Now, it's, the, it's, it's, a, it's a thought that's ingrained in them. Right? Okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna cut. But look at this. He said, whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. i tell you why. For his seed, meaning God's seed, remains in him. And he cannot sin. Why? Because he is what? Born of God. I didn't tell you that. That's the word. You are born of God. So your spirit is your spirit that cannot sin. Not your soul, not your body, because it can. But your spirit, why, why, why are we so emphatic about this? Because God communicates with you spirit to spirit. He doesn't communicate with you out of your flesh. And that's the reason why some people can't understand, well, how can God be so good to them and they be so ugly? Spirit to spirit. God don't have no ugliness in him. You and I don't want to have the ugliness. If, some, if somebody does something wrong, we're the one looking for a justice of... Yeah. You don't understand what type of price was paid for man's freedom, for man's redemption. Someone innocent, someone without guilt, someone without guile. And they didn't, they gave their life up on, may, on a maybe we will come to know God. But we all have to have that choice. We all have to have that choice that we have the ability to choose. Are you following me? And now even as a believer, you're still going to sin. You're still going to mess up. But you're still forgiven. You're still forgiven. Because why? Your past, your present, and future tent of sin was already atoned for. Meaning this, there is no more atonement for sin. God has already did it through his son once. The Bible said, I think I showed you that last week, in, in uh, Hebrews uh, 9, 14, he entered in once for eternal redemption for you and I. Let's look at that for a moment. Hebrews chapter 9. And look at verse uh, 14. I think it's 14. It said, how much more should the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit, see that? Offer himself without spot to God. Notice this. All the other sacrifices were done on the earth, but God... Uh, Jesus went before God. Why? Because the blood of an animal was never acceptable. It was just a typo that God, the forbearance of God, honored to cover. Notice I said cover. It didn't take away. His blood took away sin. Hmm? See, notice this. 
He purged your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Notice your sin were covered by the blood of an animal. So you kept that consciousness of always thinking, this is going to come back on me, this is going to come back on me, this is going to come back on me. You ever notice that? You ever had that? You know, this is going to come back on me. Why? Because you never had a conscience to, to the place of where as someone radically took away the shame, the guilt, the condemnation, and everything that sin did. Sin, to the nature of sin, to the nature of man, it made you and I, notice it, our nature was, was conceived in darkness, and therefore we start living out our life little by little in trying to, you know, being selfish, being full of pride, being angry, whatever that may be. Why? Because your nature, that was the nature of you. you we were conceived in sin. Just like the gift that we just told about in Ephesians 2. You and I didn't have anything to do with our salvation. It was a gift from God. So you have to receive your salvation as a gift, just like the sin nature. We didn't do anything to become a sinner. We were made sinner through Adam, which is what we're trying to start right there in Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Say through, through one man transgression, sin entered into the world. Okay? We're going to get back to that in just a moment. But look at this. Look at verse 14. I mean, 15. Watch this. And for this cause, he's the mediator of the New Testament. What is a mediator? Someone that stands in the gap. Someone that represents both God and man. Ha. And Jesus redeemed our life as a man. He didn't do it as God. Your life, my life, will redeem from sin as a man. He had to receive the full punishment, judgment of what sin did to man. And notice this. It wasn't what the enemy required for our ransom. It was what God required to know what? So that he will no longer look at us or no, one, no longer have a veil that he can't fellowship with us because of what sin did. That veil is no longer there. So God does not have an angry bone in his body. Whereas some people still think God is angry. Judgment is upon America. Now, as as as. As much as abortion is wrong or killing babies and everything else that's taking place or whatnot, God is not angry with, he's not angry with nobody about that. Oh, I know, I know some, some, somebody got some. God didn't pay the, he sent his son. Notice this, he want them to, the forgiveness of sin, what the, the Bible said in Ephesians 1 7, that the, uh, uh, what does it say? It says, uh, uh, Ephesians 1 7 talks about the, uh, the redemption of our blood. Go there for a moment, Ephesians 1 7. In whom we have redemption. Notice it didn't say, in you, you have redemption. Huh? 
Notice it didn't say in you, in your spouse, in your pastor, in your much doing. Notice this. It says in whom? Another way of saying in Christ. So we could say in him, which is in Christ, in him, which is in Christ, right? In Christ, which is in Christ, in whom we have redemption. Notice this. It didn't say through my blood. I think there should be a capital H-I-S. Through his blood. It was not contaminated. It was pure. So that blood came from God Almighty. That was our way of escape. It said the forgiveness of sin through whom we have redemption through his blood, comma, the forgiveness of sins, comma, according to the riches of his grace, comma, according to what? The riches of his grace. Not yours. <coughs> we want everything to be based upon you're okay with God until you mess up. And then there is no forgiveness for you. Or God can't use you. Well, what are you, are you kidding me? This is not the covering of a, of a person's sin. God... Even with the covering of the animal's blood, they were still okay with God for one year. Just their sin being covered. Go back and read Leviticus. Are you understanding this? They were okay for one year. But that's why the priest had to go in all the time. But Jesus entered in once. Hmm? Now go back to uh, Hebrews 9 and look at verse 15. I told you this subject on redemption is so big. And it's a fundamental, it's a fundamental uh, uh, truth that if we don't get these ABCs of faith down packed on the inside of us, then you'll never be able to walk on, you'll never be able to walk on the foundation, that solid foundation that God has made available for us through Christ Jesus. Because somebody's always there with a twist here and there to do what? To change your mind. That's what Hebrews 6 is all about. Hebrews 6, 1 and 2 is all about. You and I not going back, laying the same foundation of dead works. Okay, he said, and for this call, he is the mediator of the New Testament. See, of what? The New Testament. That's what you need to focus on. That by means of death, whoa. See, that have to be spiritual and both, it's a dual death. It's both spiritual and physical because he couldn't die physically until he died spiritually. Let me say that to you again. He could not die physically. When we saw Jesus died physically on that cross, it was because he died spiritually. 
How many understood what I just said? Just think about this for a moment. At the whipping post, he should have been dead right there. I mean, before they put the first strike on me, I'd, I'd already passed out. I'm dead. Boom. My blood is contaminant. I, you know, I mean, look, I can endure some things now because of the life of God that's in me. But this body is mortal. It's going back to what it was. Jesus had to become sin. I was already made sin. I was already living in sin. He had to become. Do you understand what that means? That means he had to he had to pick something up and partake something on himself for him to be contaminated. He was your and my substitute. He didn't do it for himself. He did it for you and I so that you would not have to carry that burden, wear that the burden of guilt, condemnation, and, and judgment, and assault. And that's the reason why when people stumble, they fall and mess up, you got people in the, in the body of Christ still putting their fingers upon it. Well, if you were saved, you wouldn't have done this. And well, if you were saved, this and that and da-da-da-da-da-da. Just shut up. Hmm? Almost wanted to say, just shut the hell up. I guess I said it though. Amen. <laughs> I'm not cussing. I'm t- <coughs> I'm just telling you the truth. Why? Because too many of God's people who have come to him, instead of you reaching out to them and understand. It's not their spirit that's contaminated that got issues. It's their soul that's got issues. They still need some work. You need some work. I need some work. That's what discipleship is all about. It's not about, you know, because I got born again yesterday and whatnot, so I've got to walk around like everything all rosy and whatnot. And I might do good for about a week. But one old proof, one on one proof, Rome will still be calling. <laughs> huh? Why? Because I don't have nothing to change the way I think. Now, the seed has been planted. My spirit is born of God, but I don't know how to extract that out of that. I don't know how to bring that up like that. I know what I got, but I don't know how to use that like that. Not yet. Now you can bring me, you can bring me all the cases of rum. I'm not gonna touch it. It'll sit there until it rot. I have no desire for it. Well, what happened? Metanoia. A new understanding came. A new way of thinking came. Why? Because of the same truth that I had in me, like he said. For this call, he's the mediator of the New Testament by means of death. Someone died, both spiritually and physically, so that I could have this new way of thinking. You got to get rid of the old before you can institute the new. That's why Jesus said you can't put old wine, which is the law, in new wineskin. You're going to contaminate it. It's going to bust. And that's why people go off like they do. Because they're trying to walk with the new and the old. You can't.
We classify, we walking with God by all the outward external things. That don't, that don't mean you're close to God. That just means you, look, there's some, there's some people who care less. Some atheists don't have no God, don't have no ounce of God in them, but they will reach out to uh, humanity kind to help out, to do whatever need to be done. And they could just say, God didn't do that. We did that. Are you following what I'm saying? You just probably ain't met none. But they're out there, Jack. Your house could burn down, and they'll get together and come and build you a brand new house. And, just, and you get out there, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus. And they'll get out there, Jesus didn't do this. I did that. That's a new wrinkle to y'all brain, too. So look how quiet y'all y'all got. The fourth time y'all got all quiet on me. They got people who would do that. I'm just telling you. And, and they don't realize it's the goodness of God that's in them that's getting them to do that good gesture. But they don't see that. They think they bought them. They think they're born of themselves. I don't know what they think. I don't, I don't know how they think they got here. Hmm. They may say, well, I came from a butterfly. Well, a butterfly had to come from somebody had to make the butterfly. The butterfly say, well, I came from the, I came from the worm. Well, the worm got to say, well, I don't know how I got here. I came from somebody. Everything originates with God. Well, yes, amen. Huh? Are y'all with me? So he said, for this call... He is the, te- the mediator of the New Testament. That by means of death. He's the only one that died. You can't enforce a testament until a person is dead, right? He died and rose up and then still enforced it. <laughs> That's what you have on the inside of you. And he said, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the first testament. You see that? By means of death. Because why? No one, it wasn't that the first testament was faulty. Nobody could live it. You couldn't keep it. Nobody but Jesus. So he came. He didn't live it. He just fulfilled it. He said, now I'm going to give you a new way of thinking. It's not a weaker way. It's a much more stronger way. Because hmm? under the law, you didn't have a chance, Jack. The law didn't give. The law didn't care. You violate this law, the law said, okay. I mean, just read in the books of Numbers. I don't think it's what, number chapters. I don't know, chapter 7, chapter 8. One of the longest books in the Bible. I think about like 89 verses or something like that. A boy died from picking up sticks on the Sabbath. They stoned him. Can you understand what I'm saying? The laws, what the laws will do to you. Hmm? 
we used to say when we were growing up, well, some of us got a little, you know, a little intelligent age on us, you know. <laughs> we didn't have no place open on Sunday, right? Grocery stores were closed. Malls were closed. Is that right? TV went off at 12 o'clock. And we sang the, the Pledge of Allegiance of the flag before we signed off. That's right. Now stores are open 24 hours. People, people out in the mall and every place else on Sunday, man, violating the laws of God. You know, I mean, they ought to be careful. They just don't know God going to strike them down at any moment. I used to go, when I first started going to the store on Sunday, I felt guilty. I, I didn't want nobody to see me. <laughs> Why? Because I've been taught that. So you see, metanoia, my mindset had to change. God is not in the business of striking nobody down. But through religion and tradition, they'll tell you that. Okay? So that's why you see here, for the redemption of the transgression that were under the first testament, and that's what it means by in that apostle's creed, Jesus went to hell. You better believe Jesus went to hell and spent three days. It wasn't his body that went to hell. It was his spirit that went to hell. That's why he had to be born again. He was made a sinner. He chose it. It was to honor his father request for you and I so that you and I would not have to go through this burden all of our life. And he knew the father was going to raise him up. But he had to go through that crucial. I can't even put it in the right word. Yes, sir, you had your hand up. Absolutely. Absolutely. When Jesus got up, I think Matthew is the only, only book that records it, 500 people got out of their grave. That's right. Are y'all following what I'm saying? When Jesus spoiled principality, he disarmed Satan. I mean, he took the best that Satan had and stripped him. He spoiled principal. I mean, he broke him down to nothing. This is like I'm saying today. The devil is nothing. But when you live outside of disgrace, outside of whom you have this redemption, you empower the devil to do what? to maul your head or to torture you and torment you. Why? Because you're living outside of the perimeter of this grace. Mercy is still there for you. Even when, you know, you, you will never, you will ne you, you will never outdo grace and you will never outdo mercy. Hmm? So notice this, he said, 
that they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. Again, that's why this is Apostle Creed is so important, so that you understand what you believe. This is the this is the this right here is what the apostles taught in the early early centuries after the, uh, the death of Christ. Why? Because there was some 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 Sanhedrins, some some Pharisees or whatnot. Judaizing was they were trying to add things into. Yeah, you got to be you you confess Christ, but you got to do this too. Okay, next verse. He said, for where the testament is, there must also be the necessity of the death of the testator. Now, for time's sake, let's go back to uh, Romans chapter 5. Look at verse 12. And we'll, we're going to come back to Hebrews chapter 9 and Hebrews chapter 10. But I can't stay there. <coughs> it's just like in Romans approaching chapter 6 I get stuck there and we can stay there for the rest of the year that's how powerful how potent those books are because it's just more and more revelation keep expounding on them but notice that when you so I said all of that to say this, wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, I want you to understand that sin was spiritual. The death that Jesus died, again, they were both spiritual and physical. This is the reason why at the whipping post, they couldn't kill him because there was no death in him. You understand what I'm saying? No sickness, no disease, no, nothing could kill him because he was pure. He didn't do anything where sin or where sickness or where pain was there to take him over. He endured all that for you and I. So when did he become spiritual? When did spiritual death take place in Jesus? When he was on that cross and said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's when the father took the full blunt punishment of what Adam's sin did. And he put it on Jesus. Because you and I were innocently under this wrath. We didn't have a choice to choose. We were just... We, they just, it was just thrown in our face and it said, you got to carry this. So Jesus said, Father, I will become that substitute. And so as long as Jesus was drawn from the Father, they couldn't kill him. It was the Father himself that killed his own son. Like Abraham, in Hebrews eleven nineteen, the Bible said, in a figure, Abraham killed his son. In the mindset of God, when God quote that, that goes to tell you. God don't put nothing, just put Abraham, Abraham would have killed that boy. Sure enough is what his name would have did. Why? Because his faith was in God. Why? Because Abraham knew, I can't be an heir without a son. 
So that means I kill him, God going to raise him up. It don't make me no different. That was Abraham's thought. He got to that place. Y'all ever read that verse of scripture in Hebrews 11? Yeah, in a figure. He killed his son. In the mindset of God, Abraham killed his son. That was the legal interest for you and I for our change. That was, that was the exchange right there. That was the exchange that God was looking for. That's, why I, that's the reason why all down through the old covenant, God was working through men, but he had a certain bloodline that he was coming through. Were there some rascals in that bloodline? You better believe it. Got a prostitute in there, right? What else you got in there? You got a, 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 a killer in there, murderer in there, right? You got an adulterer in there, right? You got all kinds of stuff in that bloodline. But then it stopped Jesus. Religious-minded folk, oh, no, I, no, no, no I, can't, I can't have myself associated with that. With your, with your sedated itself, And you, 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 see, you, we, we so high polluting that we miss the concept of what God trying to get over to us. You're so natural minded about physical, tangible stuff that you don't even see the realm of the spirit. You don't even, con you can't even comprehend what the Holy Ghost is doing, what he's saying. Look, let me tell you something. Folks don't like, what's his name? Zuckerberg? The guy who, who made Facebook or whatever. We on Facebook right now. Does he act kind of wicked? Whatever, whatever? Yeah, but guess what? I'm not going to use Facebook and say, man, that Zucker, I don't want to have nothing to do with that. That boy that made, put that Facebook, that's the devil. I don't want to have nothing to do with him. I, I'll be associated myself. No, God gave that young man a creative idea how to reach the world. He didn't know it. But people all over the world use this Facebook. You ought to be praying for, what's his name? Zuckerberg? What's his first name is? Mark Zuckerberg. You ought to be praying for that young man. Not be, not be bashing him. Like Stephen said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. He don't know what he's doing. You and I know. If he, is, if he ever get the eyes and understand in life, if he ever truly get born again, I'm telling you, Zuckerberg, you think that was something? You wait to what else God can do with that young man. That's right. The forgiveness of God's sin for all mankind is for all mankind. It's not just for those of us who are born again. Y'all do know the Bible says there is no you know, such thing as your name is added. Your name is blotted out. Why? Because you did not receive the only atoning sacrifice for sin that was God's son. It's not through your good works. Hmm? It's not how much money you, give, you have. It's not how many communities you try to do community charity. You got people with money. They don't want to put it in church. They'll try to, what well, they want to do, they want to do this good for this organization. They want to do this good for that. And, and, and they don't realize the church is the greatest entity to put money in. Mm. 
So he said, wherefore, as by one man's sin entered into the world, notice it, and death by sin. That death is he, the father, turning his back on his own son. The absence of life is death. So the father, once he got there, the father now made him, he, he received what he looked like outwardly. What took place inwardly is an outward representation of what, the, what was all, what the, when the father turned his back. And that's what it was. That's why the Bible says he had no comeliness as a man. They didn't even know what he looked. He didn't have no resemblance. They didn't even know what he, he didn't even represent a human. And you still live. You better believe something else keeping you alive. That's enough right there to say, that's got to be the son of God. No man could endure the affliction, the whipping that this man did, and the thorn that they put on his head. Those thorns is at least three to four inches long. They took it and stuck it in his skull. Tell me, and you trying to present a gospel that you don't know nothing about and you're going to shun people because they messed up and here's someone who laid their life down knowing that we're going to mess up every now and then and, and, and believing that you'll get up and you'll make it right. But we as human beings in the religious circle, we try to condemn people. We try to hold people down. We kick them to the side like they're your people. That's a disgrace. When you think about somebody with such love and such compassion and still, still reaching out to everyone who chooses to, 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 to come unto him, only they can't come because of the religious-minded folks. Well, you got to do this if you're going to come to God. Then the ones you got to ask, are they saved? Because they're still under the law. I didn't mean to get radical like that, but it, it, it just, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm just sick of it, of people trying to put people in a corner and try to make them, like, bend to their way of thinking, their way of, no. That's why you have the Holy Spirit. It takes a while to work on all of our hearts. Why? Because that you, you are so wonderfully made that whereas there are so many things coming against you and we don't always know how to approach you. You can only look at a person from the outward uh, 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 demeanor and think you can approach them because of what you see. You don't even know what's going on on the inside. Nobody knows but the Holy Spirit. Instead of you being an encourager, I'm not going over there just trying to, you know, make myself look good. No. 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 Until you get on that cross and you die a kind of death, a suffering, if you make it. And I can already tell you, you're not going to make it. You ain't going to make it. 
This is the Father's love to you and I taking his only son. Because we couldn't. And then once he did that, and he turned his back on his own son that was pure for someone like you and I. Wicked, treacherous, conniving, manipulative, controlling, full of anger, full of pride, full of uh, uh, prejudice, all kind of garbage. And he chose us. You have to ask yourself, what kind of God is that? And I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to share with you in a manner what I think how you ought to be serving God. I'm going to serve you, talk to you in a manner what I think God's standards are. No. That ain't me. That's what the Holy Spirit is inside of you for. That's what he's there for. Does it look like some of us going to ever change? It may look like we're not going to ever change. Oh, but there's always a tomorrow. There's always a tomorrow. And you just don't know how close that person is of being what God called them to be. The Apostle Paul, you don't even know nothing about all y'all want to know. Just Well, Paul said this. Paul said, you don't even know. Paul was a very prideful, little old short, rude, Ugly man, prideful, arrogant little thing. Conceited little thing. And what God himself had to do to make him ready for the, the books that we read. When you think about that man, what he walked through, now you, you'd, be, you, you'd be saying, I ain't quoting Paul. Because you don't know what Paul walked through to get there. You understand what Paul did to get that? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You, you don't even know what Paul went through. You don't even know the background of this man. You don't even understand what God had to do. to This, this man had a revelation of Jesus, but he didn't have a revelation of how to get along with people. That's, just, that's how radical he was. And that's why the Lord sent him down for eight years and put him with people that was less than him and taught him how to get along with the same people that God called. And then when God saw that his heart, that he was, he was ready, then God said, now separate unto me the uh, Barnabas and Saul unto the work which I called them. And he still had to grow. He still had to grow. So when you start reading about the Apostle Paul, you better, you better understand Paul made a lot of mistakes in his early ministry. That's why he was always looking to be stoned, always be looking to be put to death. Why? Because and they had, and you'll read, when you read the books of Acts and all, they had, to, they had to get him out. You know why? Because he was acting on his own. He had the same attitude as one under the law as he is now under this grace. Just want to push it on you. I'm the, I'm the spokesman. He made himself the spokesman for God. And the disciples had to get him out by night before, they, before some people killed him. Because they're going to kill him. Oh yeah, they're going to kill him. 
And every time God sent him to one people, God sent him to the Gentile, but he said, no, I'm going back to the Jew. Every time he went back, they were trying to kill him again. Dang you, let's, let's make a plot. Let's kill him. And he finally came to his senses when he got to Corinth and recognized, this is where God is for me. The Bible said in Acts, he shook the dust off his feet. He said, okay. I think in the 18th chapter, he said, all right, it's enough for you. Guess what? I'm done with you. I'm going to the Gentiles. That's when his ministry took off. Aquila, Priscilla, you read about them? Same thing. You think these people had an easy life? These people were evicted, not out of their own house. They were evicted out of their own city. Out of everything that they were, what? Bitterness, whatever they had. I mean, what's his name was? Claudia? That was the, that was the emperor? Put him out. Because of who? And that may be, that may be the, the emperor's name might be wrong, but you know it's one. Put him out because of jealous Jews. Plotting against them. You wake up one day and you all your goods is taken. Your everything that you have, you gotta go. They don't know where they're going. They only leaving what's on their back and what they could carry. And they're going by ship. And they too are sailing to Corinth from Rome. Paul don't know them, and they don't know Paul. Paul coming from one direction. From Athens, and they coming from another direction of Rome. And the Holy Ghost had them run right into each other. Why? It was the will of God to bring them together. But it looked like what the devil plotted for evil. God turned it around for their good. So I'm saying this. <coughs> I said this before. Stop trying to be a man pleaser. And stop trying to show how much spiritual knowledge you have when you get around certain folks. They ain't all that. They need help just like you need help. Just like I need help. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? Be happy in your own skin. Be happy with your own education where you are with the things of the kingdom. Because you got the Holy Spirit that will not let you stay where you are. But Jesus became one with you and I as I close. He became one with you and I when the Father turned his back up against him when he was on that cross. And that's why he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because that's the only way that he could take the full blunt punishment of what sin did if that wall that veil between God and man was to come down that God will no longer be estranged from man that's the only way it could happen and so when Jesus absorbed the full punishment judgment of what the father put on him because of what one man transgression did he said it is finished meaning Everything that you put in me, what you call the covenant, the old is finished and the new is instituted when he was raised for our justification.
That's Romans 4.25. It says, he was delivered up for our offense. And he was raised for our justification. That means when he got up three days later out of that grave in hell, he was raised for your and my justification. That means, you know what that means? Just as it never happened. That means the life that we had, the nature that we was conceived, just like it never happened. How you can judge somebody like that? How you can judge life like that? Because God is love. Will bad things happen? Will you have some tough days? Will you have some challenging times? Yes. Yes. Will you have some days that look like God then forsaken you? Yeah. But when you understand his character, you'll know he didn't. But you have some days that look like God not even there. It'd be some days just like you're crying out to God and he don't even hear you. Where you at, God? I'm mad. Why you let this happen to me? You don't hear nothing. You wake up the next day, you got a different attitude. You don't understand. While you were asleep, the Holy Ghost was working on your attitude, working on your way of thinking. And you say, you know what? I'm just going to walk in God's love. I'm letting that go. Well, what part you? Yesterday you were, you, were, you were a hot mess. Couldn't talk to you. Girl, what happened to you? I just gave that to the Lord. Well, yesterday the Lord didn't hear you. <laughs> Today you're all right. It's not that God picks some days to hear you and some days. No, he's always with you. The maturity of growing up from sincere milk to solid food is growing in your life. Now, meaning this, now you're able to discern in some areas of your life right from wrong. Why? Because of the word of righteousness being established in your life. He's expecting you now to walk in what you know now. That's the same thing with the Apostle Paul. He said, Lord, three times, this thorn. He said, my grace is sufficient, and meaning this. You already know my character. You already know my word. So get over it, buttercup. That's all of us, you know. Get over it. It's going to be all right. So you're going to have some days. But trust me, God is right there with you, oh, Miss Patricia. He's right there with you. I'm telling you. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. And don't let nobody talk you in it. Well, girl, you must be living in sin for God to uh, not be talking. You need to get up as a friend, open your door and say, that's not even a friend. You need to open your door, get out of my house, and don't you come back. Because that's not a friend. A friend won't talk like that. It's going to be all right, child. It's going it's to be all right. I've been here too. I've been that way too. I'm going to just stand here with you because God loves you. I know it may not look like you, you can see right now, 
but he's seen for you. I'm telling you, man, now you got God. Boy, I almost went through that wall. Did you learn anything today? That's all we have for you today.